Hi guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. We are recording in the closet again for the first time in kind of a while. I had to share the living space and I needed a quieter place to record, so I came back to the roots. So if we sound a little bit different this week, that is why. The only reason I don't still record in here is because actually it sometimes becomes a bit louder because our closet is right next to the elevator. So sometimes that audio is picked up on the mic, which as you can imagine, can be very frustrating. But it's fine, we're making it work, we've been making it work. I just wanted to make sure to set the scene for you guys. Now that I've shared all that, let's get right into what's new this week. I have been watching a lot of content, which of course we will get into a bit later in this episode. But seriously, so much of my quote relaxation time has been spent watching, 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 and actually a bit of reading. I finally finished my book, the book that I've been reading for so long. I will also share my thoughts about that a bit later. The only other new thing is that I'm gearing up for the holidays in multiple ways. Buying presents this weekend, me and my boyfriend are going home to do a bit of an early holiday celebration with his family. And then the weekend after that, my family is going on a vacation. Very excited for everything. But this time between, guys, I am telling you, it's been busy. Really, really busy. A bit stressful trying to get everything done in a very timely manner. Trying to not get too overwhelmed. Trying to genuinely enjoy this time. But it's definitely a balance. Some days have been better than others. Today I'm feeling a-okay and I'm excited to talk through it with you guys. Reflect a bit later on everything that's been going on in my brain. But before we get into any of that, let's get into the rest of this episode, all the really fun parts this week. And there are quite a few fun parts, a lot for us to talk about. So without further ado, let's get right in to what's hot. This week, the story of the week, the Golden Globe nominations came out. So of course, we're going to talk through them. I'm going to give you guys the list because happy to say that the 2023 award season is upcoming. It's wild. I feel like we finish all of them. We have a short break and then we're back at it again. So I got this list from Variety, the Golden Globe 2023 complete nominations list. Here we go. Best Motion Picture, Drama, Avatar, The Way of Water, Elvis, The Fablemans, Tar, and Top Gun Maverick. Best Picture, Musical or Comedy, Babylon, The Banshees of Ina Sheeran, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, and Triangle of Sadness. Best Director, Motion Picture, James Cameron for Avatar The Way of Water, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Also, just disclaimer, very sorry if I pronounce any of these names wrong. Also nominated in this category, Baz Luhrmann for Elvis, Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Ina Sheeran, and Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans. Best Screenplay for a Motion Picture, Tar, Focus Features, Todd Field, Everything Everywhere All at Once, A24, Daniel Kwan, Daniel Scheinert, The Banshees of Ina Sheeran, Searchlight Pictures, Martin McDonough, Woman Talking, MGM, United Artists Releasing, Sarah Polly. 
The Fablemans, Universal Pictures, Steven Spielberg, Tony Kushner. Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture, Drama, Austin Butler for Elvis, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Hugh Jackman for The Sun, Bill Nye for Living, Jeremy Pope for The Inspection. Best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture, Drama, Kate Blanchett for Tar, Olivia Coleman for Empire of Light, Viola Davis for The Woman King, Anna de Armas for Blonde, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans. Best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy, Leslie Manville for Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, Margot Robbie for Babylon, Anya Taylor-Joy for The Menu, Emma Thompson for Good Luck to You, Leo Grande, Michelle Yeoh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy, Diego Calva for Babylon, Daniel Craig, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, Adam Driver for White Noise, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Ina Sheeran, and Rafe Fiennes for The Menu. Best Supporting Actor, Motion Picture, Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees of Ina Sheeran, Barry Cogan for The Banshees of Ina Sheeran, Brad Pitt for Babylon, Kei Hui Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Eddie Redmayne for The Good Nurse. Best Supporting Actress for Motion Picture, Angela Bassett for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Ina Sheeran, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Dolly DeLeon for Triangles of Sadness, and Carrie Mulligan for She Said. Best Television Series Drama, Better Call Saul, AMC, The Crown, Netflix, House of the Dragon, HBO, Ozark, Netflix, and Severance, Apple TV+. Best Television Series, Musical or Comedy, Abbott Elementary, ABC, The Bear, FX, Hacks, HBO Max, Only Murders in the Building, Hulu, Wednesday, Netflix. Kind of crazy that Wednesday is already nominated. I will be talking about that show a bit later. Best Performance by an Actor in a Television Series Drama, Jeff Bridges, The Old Man, Kevin Costner, Yellowstone, Diego Luna, Andor, Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul, and Adam Scott for Severance. Best Performance by an Actress in a Television Series, Emma D'Arcy, House of the Dragon, Laura Linney, Ozark, Imelda Staunton, The Crown, Hilary Swank, Alaska Daily, Zendaya, Euphoria. Best Actress in a TV Series, Musical, or Comedy, Quinta Brunson, Abbott Elementary, Kaylee Cuoco, The Flight Attendant, Selena Gomez, Only Murders in the Building, Jenna Ortega, Wednesday, Jean Smart for Hacks. Best Actor in a TV Series, Musical, or Comedy, Donald Glover, Atlanta, Bill Hader, Barry, Steve Martin, Only Murders in the Building, Martin Short, Only Murders in the Building, Jeremy Allen White, The Bear. Best Supporting Actor Television, John Lithgow, The Old Man, Jonathan Price, The Crown, John Turturro, Severance, Tyler James Williams, Abbott Elementary, Henry Winkler, Barry. Best Supporting Actress Television, Elizabeth Debicki, The Crown, Hannah Einbinder, Hacks, Julia Garner, Ozark, Janelle James, Abbott Elementary, Cheryl Lee Ralph, Abbott Elementary. Best Limited Series, Anthology Series, or a Motion Picture Made for Television, Blackbird, Apple TV+, Monster, The Jeffrey Dahmer Story, Netflix, The Dropout, Hulu, Pam and Tommy, Hulu, The White Lotus, HBO. Best Performance by an Actor, Limited Series, Anthology Series, or Motion Picture Made for Television, Taron Egerton, Blackbird, 
Colin Firth, The Staircase, Andrew Garfield, Under the Banner of Heaven, Evan Peters, Monster, The Jeffrey Dahmer Story, Sebastian Stan, Pam and Tommy. Best Performance by an Actress, Limited Series, Anthology Series, or Motion Picture Made for Television, Jessica Chastain, George and Tammy, Julia Garner, Inventing Anna, Lily James, Pam and Tommy, Julia Roberts, Gaslit, Amanda Seyfried, The Dropout. Best Performance by an Actress in Supporting Role, Limited Series, Anthology Series, or a Motion Picture Made for Television, Jennifer Coolidge, The White Lotus, our favorite, of course, Claire Danes, Fleischman is in Trouble, Daisy Edgar Jones, Under the Banner of Heaven, Nisi Nash-Betts, Monster, The Jeffrey Dahmer Story, Aubrey Plaza, The White Lotus. Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role, Limited Series, Anthology Series, or Motion Picture Made for Television, F. Murray Abram, The White Lotus, Domino Gleason, The Patient, Paul Walter Hauser, Blackbird, Richard Jenkins, Monster, The Jeffrey Dahmer Story, Seth Rogen, Pam and Tommy. Best Original Score, Motion Picture, The Banshees of Ina Sheeran, Searchlight Pictures, Carter Burwell, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Netflix, Alexander Depla, Women Talking, MGM, United Artists Releasing, Hildur Gunnatotir, Babylon, Paramount Pictures, Justin Hurwitz, The Fablemans, Universal Pictures, John Williams. Almost done, guys. Best Picture, Non-English Language, All Quiet on the Western Front, Germany, Argentina, 1985, Argentina, Close, Belgium, Decision to Leave, South Korea, RRR, India. Best Original Song, Motion Picture, Carolina, From Where the Crawdads Sing, Sony Pictures, Taylor Swift, Chow Papa, From Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Netflix, Alexander Depla, Robin Katz, Guillermo del Toro. Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick, Paramount Pictures, Lady Gaga, Blood Pop, Benjamin Rice. Love that song. Personally, my favorite. Also in this category, Lift Me Up from Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Marvel Studios, Thames, Ludwig Göransson, Rihanna, Ryan Coogler. Also a great song. And lastly in this category, Not Too Not Too from RRR, Variance Films, Kala Bharava, M.M. Kiravani, Rahul Supligan. And finally, Best Motion Picture Animated, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Netflix, Inu O, G-Kids, Marcel the Shell with Shoes on, A24, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, DreamWorks Animation, and Turning Red, Pixar. Alright guys, reading all of those, I think I completely forgot how many nominations there are for the Golden Globes. I am now reminded that there are a lot because it's not just film, it's also television. So that was a long list. Thanks for sticking through it. Now you know all the nominations in case anyone asks, they can reference this episode. But I will say my main takeaway from it, it's always surprising to me the amount of things nominated that feels like they just came out. Like Wednesday, for instance, I just binged that show. And now it's already nominated. Jenna Ortega's already nominated. In my opinion, very well deserving. But similar to White Lotus, I just watched the finale with the rest of the world this week. We will talk about that as well. And Audrey Plaza, Jennifer Coolidge were both nominated. I do personally feel that Megan Fahey should have also been nominated. But not my decision. Just a little disappointed that I didn't see her name there. Other than that, I'm excited about a lot of these nominations. I'm excited to see who takes home the Golden Globes. And this year is a big year. It is the 80th Golden Globe Awards. Mark your calendars. It's coming up Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. 
wild that it is almost the new year, that 2023 is so close we could touch it, but that's our reality, guys. Stand by to hear the winners for this award show because I am sure that we will end up covering it. Alright, that's it for what's hot this week. Now let's get right into what's good because like I said, like I've mentioned multiple times now, there's a lot of content that I want to get to. Two TV shows and a book. The first TV show, the one that I just mentioned, Wednesday. Here's your summary. While attending Nevermore Academy, Wednesday Adams attempts to master her emerging physical ability thwart a killing spree and solve the mystery that embroiled her parents 25 years ago. Jenna Ortega stars as Wednesday Adams. Some other characters, Christina Ritchie is Marilyn Thornhill. Catherine Zeta-Jones is Morticia Adams. Luis Guzman is Gomez Adams. Gwendolyn Christie plays Larissa Weems. Emma Myers plays Enid Sinclair. And Isaac Ordonez plays Pugsley Adams. I loved this show. Already, I cannot wait for season two. It's just something fun, fantasy, comedy, horror, supernatural, but still with a familiar story. I don't know about you guys, but I used to watch The Addams Family. Wednesday was always my favorite character. So now for her to get her own story, her own show, it's so fun to watch. I think that Jenna Ortega does an incredible job. She, in my mind, is the star of the moment. I'm already obsessed with watching her interviews, hear her talk about the character. There's an iconic dancing scene with Jenna Ortega that everyone's talking about. It's just fun, and it doesn't feel like there's a show out there like this currently. And I really love that this show primarily obviously does focus on Wednesday Adams, but they do bring in a lot of the family members, the characters that we know and love, Hand. Hand is there. Hand is her sidekick. And I also very much appreciate that they don't try to change Wednesday's character from the original Wednesday. She's still very pessimistic, very morbid, very cynical. She's such a particular character that it's actually kind of fun to see somebody play her again and embody all of those same traits. I highly recommend, like I read in the What's Hot section, Jenna Ortega was nominated. Check it out so you can find out why. If you want to watch it, season one is on Netflix. Alright guys, next up for What's Good, the other show that everyone has been talking about because like I said, the finale just dropped on HBO this past Sunday. That is The White Lotus Season 2. I love this show so much. If you guys don't know what it is, essentially The White Lotus is a resort. It's this very fancy resort and for each season, the setting is the resort but in a different place. So season one took place in Hawaii, and season two took place in Italy. And when this first came out, I know that I recommended this show. But I have to say, I think I like season two even more. I will give you the summary that they have on Google. I'm not sure if it was written for season one, or if it was revised to encompass both one and two. But here you go. An all-star cast head to a resort and unleash their worst, most privileged impulses. The series is a sharp social satire following the exploits of various guests and employees of the fictional White Lotus resort chain, whose stay becomes affected by their various dysfunctions. A week in the life of vacationers is unraveled as they relax and rejuvenate in paradise. With each passing day, 
A darker complexity emerges in these picture-perfect travelers, the hotel's cheerful employees, and the idyllic locale itself. Between each season, there's a completely new cast, except in season two, they revived one character, Jennifer Coolidge, who everyone is obsessed with, including myself. Also, I mentioned in the What's Hot section that I thought that Megan Fahey should have been nominated. I will not be surprised if she's nominated for an Emmy. I thought she did an incredible job. I loved her on The Bold Type, which I don't know if you guys watched that show. If you haven't, check it out. I loved that show. But particularly her as an actor, I feel like she has not gotten enough recognition in this industry yet. And now's the time. Seeing her in the new season of The White Lotus solidified how amazing I think that she is. The little moments in between, her facial expressions, how she's so completely believable, such nuanced movements. Essentially, her character is building up a perfect life in her head because the realities in front of her also involve protecting her family, involve protecting her children. Even though she knows everything in her life that's negative, she chooses to write her own narrative for her life, even if that does take away parts of reality. Kind of embracing the epitome of ignorance is bliss. Such an interesting character. I think she did a phenomenal job. And I don't want to give away any spoilers, but whether you watched season one of White Lotus or you've never seen White Lotus before, I would highly, highly recommend watching season two. The relationships, the complexities of their relationships. It's so fascinating. There is not a single boring episode in my opinion. Also, the costumes have been highly talked about this year, specifically Haley Lou Richardson's costumes. There's been a huge debate, are they cute, are they ugly? I feel like they're perfect for her character, and it kind of does mimic reality. I feel like a lot of things that people are experimenting with, clothing-wise, some people are like, that's really ugly. And other people are like, that's so inspired, really adorable. So I think the costume designer's decision to have her dressed in this way that's on the cusp of innovative and weird, really smart, really timely. Also, the writer of this show, Mike White, I feel that what he's doing here is so impressive, particularly because it's just him. I know everyone is already pining for season three, but we also have to remember this is one guy writing this show. A lot of shows, you'll have a writer's room, so there will be multiple writers in the show giving their ideas for episodes, writing their own individual episodes with the help of others. Mike White is the sole writer of this show. He wrote both of these seasons, built this entire world, built all of these complex characters and dynamics. I thought it was really cool. And without giving away the ending, I will say, I kind of thought it was a perfect ending even though I'm upset. I'm very upset, but to me, I think it was written in a way that made a lot, a lot of sense. If you guys want to discuss the details, have conversations with me about the White Lotus, please, I encourage it. The DMs are open at Typically Peachy. Let's chat. And again, if you have not seen it yet, run, don't walk. Watch The White Lotus Season 2 on HBO Max. All right, guys, and the last piece of content I wanted to touch on, the book that I've been reading. I told you guys so long ago that I started this, and I just could not get myself to finish it for the life of me. 
which I will say is weird because of how much everyone hyped this book up, how much everyone loved this book. But even more than that, this book is so in the alley of the books that I read. So I don't know why I couldn't get past part one for so long. But then I will say, once I got to part two, it was a lot quicker of a read. I was way more engaged. The book that I'm talking about is It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. Here's your summary. It Ends With Us is a 2016 romance novel by Colleen Hoover. The novel tells the story of Lily Bloom and her doomed romance with Ryle Kincaid and traces her past history growing up in an abusive home, her fall into an abusive relationship, and her escape from that relationship. There were elements of it that I completely loved. I thought it was great. I thought it was well thought out, well written, all the above. But like I said, part one went very, very slowly for me. And I recognized that part one was kind of where everything was going right. And I don't know, maybe I kind of just got a little bit bored with their love story. Like the amount of times they would say naked truth. For me, I got kind of annoyed of it every time they would say it. I was like, okay, I get it. You guys are going to be honest with each other here. I don't know. I thought overall it was good. I don't think it was as good as everyone hyped it up to be. But I will say I did really appreciate the ending and specifically the last line of the book. I don't think this is really a spoiler, but the last line, it ends with the title. It ends with us and how she showed the meaning of the title wrapped up in a bow at the end. I really did like and I have to say I teared up at the end of that book. I definitely did. Other people said they teared up during the epilogue, which I did find to be emotional as well. I think I was kind of just emotional though from the ending of the last chapter, but that did play into the epilogue. She wrapped things up very nicely. I think I would recommend this to people mostly so that you could be a part of the conversation. So many people at this point have read these books. So many people love Colleen Hoover. I know that for some people, this is their absolute favorite book. So, just shows people have different preferences. So, if you guys want to read it, if you have not yet read it, pick it up at your local bookstore. Again, it's called It Ends With Us, and it's by Colleen Hoover. Alright guys, and last up for what's good, your song this week, You Feel Like Home by Hills x Hills. As always, you can find it on our playlist typically peachy what's good on spotify and now to round out this episode need to know basis as promised at the beginning i would take you guys through my current reflections what i'm thinking about what's been stirring up in my brain recently and really what has been taking up a lot of my brain power is that sentiment of prepping for the holidays but really more than the holidays is prepping for the time off. Right now, I feel like I am going full steam ahead in so many things. Work, personal projects, day-to-day tasks, just so much that I need to get done before I have this time off, and it feels like a race to the finish line. I don't know what it is. I feel like I've just been particularly busy these past two weeks, and when I was planning for this episode, I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about, and I was reflecting on this, And I realized that I think it's kind of always this way right before you're about to have time off, and in particular, right before the holidays. And when that thought popped into my mind, I was thinking, okay, let's look back what a year ago looked like. 
And thankfully, that's actually very easy for me to do because of this podcast. So I looked at the episode that was released this week last year. And in that episode, I was talking about how I was going to take a quick trip to London to see my sister graduate from grad school. And I remember that time was also incredibly busy. I was going there for something like four days. I was working. I didn't have a break yet. So I was just working West Coast hours in London, which was definitely a lot. And don't get me wrong, that was such a phenomenal trip. I'm so glad that I was able to be there for my sister with my family. But yeah, during that time, I was also stressed right before an upcoming break. I had a lot going on. And I think knowing that this is normal, it actually calmed me down a little bit because I kind of started to think about it in a new way. Not letting the stress stress me out, if that makes any sense. More so embracing the fact that right now is really busy. I have a lot to get done. But I think that sometimes when that is the case right before time off, it makes the time off feel so much more worthwhile. It makes it feel like when you get to the finish line, you actually deserve to be there because you put in so much hard work, so much effort, so much time. And the end result is that you finally just get to relax, not have anything on your mind, no worries, fully, fully relax. So right now, this last, I guess, week until I fully get to just zone out, I'm going to try to keep that top of mind, work to that finish line, make it feel deserved. I thought I would share that because I doubt that my sentiments about this time of year is that different from a lot of other people's. I know a lot of people do get some time off, So if you are one of those people, remind yourself you are almost there. And even though this can be a stressful time, there are a lot of things to do, a lot of things to plan for. Try to take a second to enjoy it because like we talked about a couple weeks ago, this time between is so special. We're going to long for it a couple months from now. The holidays are fast approaching, which also in reality means they're fast to end. So race to the finish line but maybe a slow race to the finish line. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week, a fantastic weekend. Spend some time with the people that you love. Say something nice to a stranger. We're almost through this time of year. Enjoy it. Embrace the hard work. Remind yourself that there is a finish line. And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends. (laughs) 